Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, I have Erin Netting with me. And if you guys know Erin Netting, she is all over the independent insurance world. She is a woman that has had multiple opportunities to speak on podcasts, on the stage. And I know that in my insurance journey, I've seen her two or three times uh, with the IAOA conference, the Independent Insurance Agents Owners Alliance conference. It's kind of a mouthful. And then um, also with Jason Cass and Agency Intelligence. So today we have Erin Netting here with us from Tucson, Arizona. Erin, hi, how are you? Hey girl, hey. I feel like that was appropriate. I needed, I like needed to say that today. Hey girl, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Thank you. This is so fun. Thank, I like what a cool concept you have. Thank you so much. I feel so honored to be here. Well, thank you. Thank you. I do. I've, I've seen you all over the place and uh, we've talked in passing once or twice, but I am so thankful that you were able to take the time out because I know that you're a couple hours behind me, so you're still kind of in the middle of your work day to be able to take some time out to be able to help me and to be able to help empower women all over the country to be able to really reach on out and embrace that golden ring. Like I had said earlier, we were talking a little bit earlier in the insurance space. So I want to know, because I'm just going to jump right in there, but I want to know, tell me, how did you get an insurance? How did you start that, that journey, that road of, of excellence in your life in the insurance space? I love this question, especially right now, because I feel like sometimes I need to be reminded and we are like COVID quarantine home-based week, like in week almost eight now. And yeah, I need to be reminded a little bit. So I love, I love that you asked me that. Um, I was super young. In fact, I have been an insurance agent since I was 20. So for me, um, I kind of probably like 90% of our uh, industry fell into the space. Mm -hmm. um, I was really young. I was a single mama and um, I got in a really bad car accident. And when I say really bad, I mean like really, really bad to the point of mm. like, over a hundred thousand dollars in medical debt over all kinds of wow. things that I just didn't know what was happening. And when I approached my insurance agent kind of looking for assistance or help, I basically was met with, well, that's not covered. And when I asked, well, why didn't you tell me it was, well, you're super young and you probably wouldn't have been able to afford the kind of, mm -hmm. it just was a very, um, it was a very transitional time in my life to where I should have had an amazing, like, concept of what I was doing as trying to be an adulting, if you will, but I didn't. <laughs> and now, you know, and now as an adult, we'll, we'll go back into hindsight here in a second, but I didn't have the education. I didn't have really the service I probably needed at that time. You know, everyone has something going on. So I always give that insurance agent an immense amount of grace. Um, but basically I was met with, I didn't know that it was a single car accident. I had a tire blowout. And if you're any familiar at all with Arizona, the I-10 freeway from Tucson to Phoenix is quite a deadly highway. Um, mm. And he had a back tire blowout and it was a rollover accident. Um, my uh, my ex-husband, my husband at the time, uh, was ejected from a vehicle. And oh I my had goodness. a ton. Oh, it was just a mess. And you're kind of assuming all this time, like, okay, well, my insurance is going to pick up this, my health insurance. Mm -hmm. I was in between um, working for a prior agent or a prior position and then going into work for State Farm was my first insurance uh, in first insurance position. And it was a very strange time of basically, I had a ton of debt that I didn't understand, no money and no real guidance on how to move forward. And I just, even now to this day, as I tend to be a little over detailed, I go back to that day and say that part of the reason why I probably got into it is I never wanted that to happen again to anybody. Yeah. So part of the whole, uh, part of the whole thing I work through now is, okay, I, one of my biggest shticks and every insurance agent has one. I know you do. Don't deny it out there. But um, <laughs> I say, I say, you probably know all of this information, but because I don't like to lose sleep at night, because I barely get any anyway, I have a hundred million kids. Um, I'm going to go over this for my own sanity and we just go through it. And so um, after that, I basically just didn't want that to happen to anybody. And I decided that what was starting out to be a job 
at State Farm okay. was actually going to turn into more of like a mission. So um, I started I started doing that, and um, I was at State Farm Insurance. I worked for a I always hope that she hears my podcast somewhere because at the time I couldn't understand how this person, this female who was just, she was just such a boss. Like I just, I don't say, I don't, I don't say this lightly with like, I always, whenever I refer to a female as like being a boss or like being a beast is probably a better word that comes with an immense amount of, I've seen a lot of people in the insurance industry and, um, she just was another level. And, uh, mm. as much as at that time, I didn't understand why she was so detailed or why she needed all these notes now as being in the industry for 15 years, I get it. Like I get it now and I understand and I owe a lot to her, but yeah. So as uh, state farm was my first gig and after working for them for probably about shoot five years. And then I went to all state I said, there's got to be another way. Like, I'm so tired of calling people and telling them that I don't have any options and I don't have, yeah. and I went independent. Yeah. So that's, that's my, uh, falling in story, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> falling into the insurance space. Cause I agree. And I think one of the things I talked about on um, the agency intelligence is I think that with the change that we're going through in our culture right now, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be looking for a stable, strong environment and, and industry. And I think insurance is going to, find a lot of people falling themselves, falling into the insurance industry coming up here in the next few years. And I'm excited to kind of see that a little bit and what that's going to do. But I really hope that people are also simultaneously very intentional about making sure that they tell those stories because it's the stories that, that make us, that make us really connected. It's the stories that really help us to understand the power of insurance and what it is that we're doing every day. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with more with you. I think it's, it's super interesting to me to hear how everyone got started because I don't think any five-year-old says I want to grow up and be an insurance agent. Like, I just don't think that happened. (laughs) Right. It is definitely interesting to me. And I know it's, it's um, fascinating over the last five years, probably. So I've been an independent agent for, this is six years. So this is year six. And um, it's fascinating to me how, um, a couple of years ago, I wrote an article because I felt like females in the insurance space like didn't exist. And mm-hmm. so I wrote this article. I don't even remember. I had to have been like four or five years ago now. It said women, women and how women in insurance are changing the game. And it was building brands, businesses, and babies. And it was awesome to me to see these women who I had no idea existed. Because the whole article was me trying to seek out I don't want to say help, but seek out, like, please, like, show me Mm -hmm. the way, show it to me. And it's super Mm -hmm. fascinating now how since that, like, since I did all that research and it was actually quite difficult to find some females to feature, now it's almost like they're, they're popping up everywhere. And I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I did, we did, we did an interview here on the podcast with Donna Levine. So she was a, oh, she's a wonderful. Isn't she? She's a trailblazer, dude. I mean, she just got in there and she is hilarious. I mean, the woman has like personality the size of the state of Texas, you know, I mean, no, she's, she's incredible. She's fabulous. I just absolutely love her. And, you know, and we've just talked to so many amazing people that have really built a life and a career and helped people and really been impactful. And I think a lot of people's lives, are their, their teams as well as their, their clients. And I, I think that's one of the cool things about being a business owner is it's not just about the insurance piece. I mean, not that that's my, minimized in any way, shape or form, because it's not. Because I, like you, I, I had a house fire. And our house was literally bulldozed with everything in it. And um, oh, I was 25, no. pregnant with my second child. And um, we're, literally both our cars blew up in the garage oh, because it started oh in the garage. And there was like all this stuff. But the, the knowledge of that I look at an insurance policy different from somebody who has not been through that situation, you know, mm-hmm. and I bring that to, the, to, the, to my clients, but I also bring that to my team. And I tell them mm-hmm. insurance is, unfortunately, people don't, well, fortunately, not a part. fortunately, people don't use insurance every day, and that's right. But people need insurance when they have a problem or when they have a challenge in their life like that, and that's not the time that they need to realize that they didn't 
get the service that they deserved and that they needed all the way through. So, you know, we, and you never know when that's going to show up. So, I mean, I tell my team all the time, we're here for, for every day. We're not here for tomorrow. We're here for every day. Absolutely. I, that's such an important message to pass along. And it's really, it's really awesome to hear you say that because I think to kind of even elaborate on what you're passing to your team. Not only are you trying to pass on the information, you're trying to pass on how to be empathetic because mm. kind of what you said is when, when people call you, it's, it's never good, right? Like no one calls their insurance agent unless they bought a new car. Then it's like a really exciting day. And that's really fantastic. Yeah. But if you get a call from your insurance to your insurance agent and you're calling them, it's typically not because they're like, oh my gosh, I saw your new website. It looks fantastic. Woo. It's normally <laughs> like, what if? So it takes a special kind of person. And even I have to, like, I shouldn't say even, I am probably one of the worst offenders. I have to check myself because there are times where I'm like, gosh, to me, this seems like such a simple, simple question, like glass coverage in Arizona. Like we have the ability to do free glass coverage or zero deductible glass for that matter. To this, to me, this is such a simplistic like concept. Customers don't understand that and they have a really hard time Mm -hmm. sometimes. So it's, it's part of our job. And I say this because I am the worst offender to remember that these people don't call us because they want to, they call us Mm -hmm. because they So it's really important to pass on like, like, and you're a tremendous reminder to me because it is important to pass on my story. I'm going to take a little bit of that nugget and remind myself of that, especially during this COVID time that everybody's kind of in the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times I think people come at us with fear too, like, oh, my rates are going to go up or, oh, you're not really going to cover this or whatever. And, and, and I know that for me too, I have to sit back sometimes and, and think that through from their perspective, kind of what this conversation feels like and seems like, you know, and so sometimes sharing those stories that we have with people does bring through that empathetic, that connection, that, um, you know, that, that ability to be able to let people know we're human beings. We're not just, you know, uh, press one, if you agree, press two, if you don't, you know, automated, yeah whatever, you know, that maybe they're accustomed to in other arenas, you know? Absolutely. And I think during this time specifically, like um, something that has been a lot of fun developing over the years. And I say this because I'm, I'm like that big giant self-help nerd. Like that's me. You give me a good self-help <laughs> highlighter. Yep. I'm made, like I just, but one of my mentors said to me during this time, because I, um, as we were kind of chatting briefly, I have four, um, and I am all, I'm all in, like we talk about anything from the spectrum. There is no question that's off the table. You ask it. Um, I am, I have four kids of my own and my fiance has two of his. So together we have six kids that are home quarantined and he is a business owner as well. He, um, with a mortgage company. And so we have two CEOs, like two business owners in the same loft space that have no business being in the same loft space. (laughs) And it, it is, a it's interesting to me how everything is kind of just dynamic has shifted and something Mm -hmm. that's been really fun developing over the years is your like own, what are my weaknesses? What is this? And I am a severe empath. Like that is almost to the point where you can become a little like codependent in if you choose to, you know, go that route. But one of my mentors said to me, you know, um, I told her, I was like, I'm really struggling. I'm having a really hard time. And for those like business owners, specifically moms Mm. out there who, um, moms, dads, parents, I should say, this is a very trying time because we are charting like in uncharted waters. Like we have no idea what we're doing. I have no business teaching anybody how to do math. I (laughs) using a calculator since I probably shouldn't have been using a calculator. Um, (laughs) But she said something to me. She goes, all these self-help books, everything that you have been equipped for reading the journey of an empath for those of you out there who are like looking for good, like how to communicate with people. That's an excellent book, the journey of an empath. Um, it's, she goes, this is the time. This is why you read those books. Now it's time to use them. So it was fascinating to me because I'd never really thought about it that way. Like mm. you pick up like a nugget here and there about, you know, um, how to communicate. So I went through and I'm again, 
super upfront, very, I try to be as, is, um, I want people to understand that like, there's a lot of crazy that happens with running a business. And I think a lot of people yeah. don't like to talk about that. <laughs> it's supposed to be fancy. We're supposed to be like, in my mind, I'm supposed to be like Sandra Bullock and my Christian Louboutin heels, right? With a little black in, in, in the proposal, but she's running around in her little six oh inch stilettos, gosh. you know, yep. in her little like black suit, you know, and she's walking around just, this is what's going on people. And she's just in charge. And you know, know to me, that's what I think I should be achieving. And I am, I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> nowhere near that. Isn't it curious? Like it makes me super curious where that came from. And mm -hmm. at the beginning of me owning a business, I was that woman, but because I thought I had to be. So something happened a few years ago in after, after I was, you know, the stiletto chick with God only knows way too much, probably makeup on and things I didn't need. <laughs> um, but what was really interesting to me is that my, I would almost like hide my children I would feel like mm. if I had to take a sick day, people wouldn't take me seriously as a business owner. If I didn't look a certain way, if I didn't talk a certain way, if I didn't act a certain way, I wouldn't be taken seriously. But the really like humbling part of all that is that when I became really who I am, which, you know, to set the scene for everybody, you and I can see each other, but they're not going to see us on, a, on your podcast. Just to right. kind of set the scene, I love to CrossFit. It is like church for me. It is like a sanctuary of space. And recently in quarantine, I've had like let my fiance in on that with me, which has been actually really fantastic. You know, in being honest, it's been actually really great for us. But I am in the shorts I had on this morning. They're stained because I was outside. I have the same, like I smell. I put a new shirt on so that way I didn't smell myself as I was sitting here in this very <laughs> fine space talking to you. But what's funny is that when you become more real, when you become more authentic, people actually prefer to work with the authenticity yeah. than to work with this, you know, female, especially, and I say this and I am probably going to get a lot of flack, but I feel like you're here for it. I think, <laughs> I think you're we're here, we're here. You can just bring it on. <laughs> I think it's just going to, it's just going to come out the more and more I see things happening and not just in the insurance space, but in the business space in general, there's a lot of things I think over time, women specifically will just look back kind of like I did, like you and I were just talking. Um, I look back and I think, God, like, what was I thinking? What was I doing? And oh, yeah. in our, in our space, regardless of gender, you got to be so careful on how you put yourself out there because that's the type of demographic or policy you're going to attract. And I know people, mm -hmm. yeah, I, trust me, I've had this conversation on side notes with some of the like greatest insurance minds, in my opinion, that are available right now. And we'll all go back and forth about how like, you know, so-and-so's this, so-and-so's got got their, you know, chest out and all this stuff's happening. And how do we feel about those things? And as much as that's banter and side talk and all that, however people choose to do business, I support. The one thing that I would just really, um, women out there encourage you is if that's your authentic self, you do you, boo. If it's not, mm -hmm. don't try to be somebody that you're not. Because as much as it's easy to sell, I'll just say, as much as it's easy to sell sex, it's very hard to come back from that. So I feel like the most encouraging thing we as females can do for each other in businesses in general is just encourage each other to be authentic, whatever that is for you. Right. But I think that's too how we connect, you know, because yeah. otherwise we're not having that true connection. You know, if, if, if I'm, if I'm not approachable to some people or whatever, which is fine, then I, they're just not my tribe, right? They're not my tribe. If, if, not I'm, tribe for sure. if I'm not somebody's tribe, then that's fine. And I don't need to be in that space with them because I'm not their tribe. They're not my tribe. But I don't want to be in a tribe that isn't my tribe because Correct. then how am I going to grow and learn and how am I going to be mentored or how am I going to help them? And what can I give to some group that isn't my group, that isn't my people? You know, it's kind of like as an insurance agent, me going to a auto dealership or maybe something a little bit further out of the spectrum, but like an auto dealership owner's conference and expect people to know what the heck they're talking about, right? I'm not right. in that space. And if we're not authentic, but I think that coming up in the last 10 years and I'm a, I'm a little bit older than you, but I had my kids really, really young and, um, mm -hmm. 
because I'm I just I'm just about to turn 46. So um, it's it's interesting because now I've got like adult kids, and I'm like, oh my god, how in the world do I have, <laughs> have adult sorry, kids? You have self sufficient kids that can get their own snacks. Is that's what I just heard? <laughs> I do. There, there is hope. There is hope out there. It's coming. I'll just, hang, coming. I'll just hang on tight. I'll just hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, it just literally happened about, you know, 20 minutes ago. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, but you know, my oldest is 26 and my youngest is 21. And it's amazing to me because I raised them in this industry because I've owned the agency for 18 years. And I literally started when my, when my youngest was uh, three. And they would, you know, and we had, we had at the office, we had a back playroom with, we had gerbils or no, I'm sorry. We had hamsters. We had snakes. We had um, turtles. Oh. We had, I know, I know. My dad Wait. bought them for my kids thinking that was cool. Yes. I did not think that was that, cool. But that is a side conversation we have to have. Absolutely. Seriously. not. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. But then we'd have this futon with like every single PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. And we had all sorts of things. And we, and they would bring everything from the playroom underneath my desk because we had these huge desks, you know, and, um, and, you know, and it's, it's amazing because that's just who I am. That's what I do. And I love that, um, that chaos. I love that energy. I love that, um, that space, you know, and I love that as a mom, whereas, there are, there are just certain people like moms when they've got it all together and they've got these perfect children. I just can't relate. It's just I'm, not going to happen, you know, so but that's how we connect. You. Yeah. I'm so thankful for you for saying that right now, because, um, probably of anything that I've learned, um, and this goes along with being authentic is being very, um, I think being a business owner in general is, is difficult. Um, yes. I think, we have this weird stigma as females and I'm like the worst culprit of all time where we think that we need to be everything to everyone every time. Yeah. And yep. I, you know, I don't know if you've had any of these kind of struggles too, but I think that, um, a lot of times people don't like about to talk about like the back end of being a business owner in general, let alone trying to be a um, a parent. Um, and I say this not just for females because there are single dads out there who are doing it. Oh, yeah. There are single grandparents and aunts and uncles and like you name it. It's hard for everyone in these situations. Um, but as a business owner, it's almost as if there's not a lot of help out there for you and your mental capacity to actually handle certain things that happen. So I mm -hmm. wish someone when I first started would have sat me down and said, the most important asset to your business. Like I'm talking like, I don't care. I mean, I do care, obviously I run a very lean ship, so I care immensely about budget, um, staff team. Like I could sit here and talk about digital business all day until I'm blue in the face, but the number one most important asset in my opinion is you as a business owner mm -hmm. and your mental, your mental health and your mental capacity to work things out, um, and to process. And, I know I struggle with that. Not some like this is not something that I've learned how to manage and now we're like, oh, smooth sailing. This is something like <laughs> Right. That. It's a struggle. Yes. Now, it's yes. a struggle all day, every day. And even if now that my kids are older, and I don't I don't know about you, I have learned over the years that people people have this is gonna sound really weird. People have dreams about things that they worry about sometimes, right? So like yes. if somebody believes that they're always being attacked, maybe they just personally think that people are always trying to attack them, right? Well, I always worry my biggest thing in life and my biggest insecurity in life is that I'm going to let somebody down and they're going to look at me and go, why did you, why, I'm so disappointed in you. Why did you let me down? Why did you not take care of me? And in the insurance industry, that's a really real thing, right? If somebody wow. finds themselves in that car accident or with the house that burns down and all of a sudden they didn't have all this coverage, right? Or, yes. you know, if, if we miss something where, you know, there's a whole discussion, do you call on people who cancel for non-pay or who are going to cancel for non-pay, right? There's all these different conversations about how we're supposed to take care of people, right? Because that's what we're supposed to be doing. And I think that even as a mom and being able to be, because I was a single mom in, for the vast majority and you know, being that single mom and then being that, um, worrying about my family and our finances and running a business and all these other things, I had to kind of let myself off the hook and figure out how to allow myself to not be perfect because obviously I was not perfect, but I was also a nervous wreck and yes. I was way more unperfect 
because I was so stressed about being perfect that I couldn't make any decisions. I was almost paralyzed in certain arenas because I was so worried about what people would think of me as a professional or people would think about me as a woman or some people think about me as a mom. Would people think I was a bad mom because, you know, I was 10 minutes late to the, to the, you know, the whatever, because I was on a phone call trying to be able to find shoes for my kid because we'd be halfway to school and they would not have shoes. I would sit there and look at my <laughs> nine-year-old and say, how did you walk out of the house without shoes? Yes, <laughs> like, who does that? Like, but I mean, it's a very... I can <laughs> Mine too. Trust me. I, yeah. it's, like a daily, it's a daily occurrence, I feel. But look at what you've, you know, and I say this, I, again, I take, like, I take everything that you just said. Look what you've built. Look what you've accomplished. And having to give your, like, and you, you just said, I have to give myself also, who is this talented man walking behind you? Um, oh, he's really funny. Okay, for, for people right now, it is 5.33 p.m. here in Dallas, Texas. And we have, this year, we built out a patio out in our backyard with fans and TVs and all this other stuff. And um, I know he's over here apologizing right now. Yo, <laughs> I, like, am, wait, I am excited about this. We are going to talk about this because this is, I am blown away. I'm also a believer in business. You have to have the most supportive backbone. And I know you said you were yes. a single mom for the vast majority of the time, but you are remarried. It looks like. Yes. yes. And he is very talented because I see a blue solo cup and a shot of something in his hand. <laughs> yeah. So it's five thirty. He told me at four thirty he was going to be on the patio. So he's been working in the other room. We just put up a brand guy. new fence. I told you we were putting up that fence yesterday. We actually had to reschedule this podcast. They were banging on the fence. He's like, I'm going to go enjoy the new fence. And I was I like, it. okay, but I've got a podcast. And so he's got a beer in one hand, a solo cup full of beer in another one, and a tequila shot this in the other man, one. And he's head out to the bed. This man, he is my spirit animal. And I am so he grateful is. that I got to see him because I, sometimes, you know, and you're so funny. You're like, it's 530. Sis, I'm going to be real honest. If it was 930 AM, it would still be okay. There's nothing wrong with what's happening. Yep. I think it's, it's so important. And I, I do, I, um, I don't give enough credit where credit is due in my life. And I say this during quarantine because hopefully there's somebody out there who like can be like, oh my God. So it's normal that I have a breakdown on a weekly basis. I have breakdown days where it's the littlest thing, whether it's an email from a client and everyone is scared right now. Everyone's struggling. Everyone's dealing with things. These insurance carriers thought it would be a great idea to give everyone back money and tell them it'll be back in their accounts within, you know, and it was, although a wonderful, and I support this idea, I'm also in support of, could we just have surprised them? Could we maybe not (laughs) have prepped them? Because the amount of phone calls I've been getting, I've actually decided to shoot a video and send it out just to kind of get them before. Um, Right. But yeah, I think everyone right now is just in this state and I probably on a weekly basis, I think Tuesday is like my breakdown day, um, where I just, there is no rest time. It's kind of like in a good mm-hmm. workout, right? Like if you're in a workout, you're like, Oh, I'm living for like the three minute rest I get. There is no three minute rest happening. So it's been, um, it's been challenging needless to say. And I encourage, you know, and obviously you're doing such a great job of providing an outlet for females, anyone really in the insurance space and in anyone in business space, you're doing such a great job of providing them an outlet to listen to somebody else who might be actually going through the same struggles, mm-hmm. but it's almost like ugly to talk about it. Like no one wants to hear that this successful business owner actually has like a mental breakdown every Tuesday between the hours of one and two thirty. It's just not something we want to talk about. It's not easy. Right. It's the hard stuff. Well, I think it's so inspirational though. So how do you kind of keep that sanity? So I know right now we're in the middle of this quarantine thing, which is like, everything's on steroids, all the feelings and all the, all the feels, right? But at the same time, how do you on a regular basis and or now, I mean, right now, Zoom happy hours are like my thing, but um, how do you, how do you kind of keep your sanity with all that? Because, you know, you're right. It's a, it's a juggle. You got to be on, you got to be on for work. You got to be on for your kids. You got to be on for your, your team member, your partner, your, your, your team members that work for you. And, um, there's so many different aspects of that that are just so difficult. And I mean, I'll, 
I know I've, I've already shared way too much, but I'll tell you back when my husband and I were first oh, never. and my kids were younger. And we've, we've actually been married and divorced and remarried because we did the first round so badly. So we were just, because it was expectation thing, right? And we like we're going to kill each other on the idea that we were not living up to what we felt like each other needed to be doing. But literally Thursday night, my kids would go with their dad and uh, every other week. And I would literally come in, I'd go straight to his bedroom and I would sleep until Friday morning and then I'd go to work and then I'd come back and then I was a whole new person. But if he wanted to like have dinner on Thursday night, that was not happening because I needed, like you said, that shut down time. What do you do to keep that moving, to be able to keep yourself fresh, to keep yourself inspired, to keep yourself engaged <laughs> in society and not wrapped up in a white jacket, you know, behind the <laughs> steps, you know, sucking your, you know, sucking your thumb or like a little candy pacifier because that would be me, you know, in that it's situation. A- I've, I've been there. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. It's such a real thing. I kind of want to approach it in two ways because I think I'd like to be really optimistic, which I normally am not. I'm self-admittedly like, I'm not like a negative Nelly, but I never am like the positive Patty who's like, oh, the rainbow. And that's not my style. Um, pre-quarantine, um, CrossFit is huge for me. I oh. hold a lot of, um, I suffer with anxiety a lot. And that's partly what you were talking about with being nervous that you're going to miss something, not being on all the time, all these, I have very, very bad anxiety at times, if not managed and how I manage it is through basically like taking myself out in the gym. That's how I manage it. That's awesome. Um, so I try to do that um, at least five days a week, if not six, if I can manage. Um, but how I really do it pre-quarantine was um, I was a huge fan of time blocking, like huge. And it would allow me to schedule even the simplest things like I needed to do a load of laundry or I needed to do these things. Um when I started the agency, I actually started it out of my home. I was um a one-man show, like chief, you know, cook, bottle washer, all the things. And I did that for two years. And then I mm. decided to I, I run a very digital agency that has not changed since day one. Um, I don't have a location address on my website. You'll never find me if you want to. Is like it's just not my business model. If someone doesn't have an email address, they're just I'm not a good agent for them. Because for me, that's the best way that I service people is digitally. So when I moved um out of my home into an office space, an office suite, I decided that I was gonna maintain the same weight because I do believe in running a very lean shop. And that still as of today has not changed. Um yep. so I do believe in as far as the sanity is concerned, the little wins, like the little things, like for example, I don't really have time to meal prep that much anymore. I just don't. Mm. I love it. Uh, This is pre-quarantine, obviously. Um, I love doing it, but I also didn't have a ton of time. And it's really important for me and my health to eat right and do the right things. So I would just kind of like, you know, meal prep service. And I would start like, like, this is the craziest thing. And I'm totally going to like plug them. And hopefully they send you and me free stuff all the time. Um, I found this company called Yumble, which is meal prep, but for kids. It's for kids. Really? Unbelievable. If you're looking for one for adults and you're kind of like on the health train or you're looking to be on the health train and a kettlebell kitchen is also an amazing meal prep service for adults. Um, but Yumble now I like basically have thrown it to the wind and said, Yumble's going to basically cook all my kids lunches through the week. So the little wins like that time, you're going to either pay with your time or you're going to pay with your money. Mm-hmm. I just don't have a ton of time. So I choose to do this other route. Now, let's talk about quarantine. Since quarantine, <laughs> how, do, 
It's complete opposite. It's complete opposite, basically. My time blocking out the window, which makes me a crazy person, um, because there's there's no such thing as time blocking. Yeah. I have no idea what to do with that kind of. I have four kids, um, six and under, who I'm homeschooling. It is the most humbling experience. Yeah. I mean, I I thought I was pretty awesome before this started. Turns out I'm not that great. I hear on a daily basis how inconvenient this is for their lives and how what a terrible teacher I am. So turns out, (laughs) so I really, the the success I've had, um, my business, I try, I say this very loosely because I know not everyone right now is experiencing the same things. And in an effort to just kind of keep it neutral, my business is um, at, a, at a busy season. So um, the last couple months during quarantine, I've actually been busier than I have been in a long time. I'm going right. to like, I'm going to say that that's probably result of a lot of hard work that I put in prior to quarantine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it ebbs and flows, but as far as keeping my sanity and everything together right now in this current moment, I really have to say that. I'm so fortunate to have a very supportive partner. Um, mm-hmm. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for Matt, I really don't know where I would be in this process. Um, I'm not good with change. I'm not good with um, varying from my time blocking. I think that's probably what makes me a good insurance agent. Is that I'm very like this is what it is. Let's see how we can make this work. Da 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 da. But I don't veer very well. Um, mm-hmm. it's been, it's been challenging, but I'm trying, um, the first two weeks, I don't know about you, but the first two weeks I basically was like, let's have wine every day and cheese and meat. And if you know me personally at all, you know, that the worst thing I can do for my body and my mind is to stop eating healthy and start deciding that I'm going to compete in a wine drinking competition. As, <laughs> as especially three days a week, five days a week, you know, especially the, the compound of that, that just doesn't work well, does it? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. So we've, you know, everyone, it's very cliche right now, of course, because everything that's going on, like the new normal. And I think it's important to remember that that as much as we have a new normal, um, we have to remember that before quarantine, we also had that normal. And maybe, you know, like you said it best in that giving yourself some grace this time, like this is the most fascinating thing. But if you think about it, this is also the craziest thing. This is the first time we are all like every person in the history of the world. We like right now, we are all going through the same thing at the very same moment in that Mm. we can't go in public. We can't eat at a restaurant. Like I just want a bread basket, Teresa. I just want a bread basket. That's where I'm at. Yep. I agree. I think it's important right now that we're all giving each other a little bit extra TLC Mm -hmm. and extra grace. Um, and to take your advice, I'm going to do a little bit better about giving myself some grace. Um, but I think if you're an agency owner or a business owner, the biggest, like, cause I'm all about like tools that you can use right now. Don't be afraid right now to lean into your systems. So if mm. you are somebody who already automates, let this be the time, maybe don't create something new. Like let's not get crazy, but maybe let this be the time that you really say, all right, I'm going to give myself grace through instead of making renewal calls to every single person this month. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send out a renewal email with an option through my scheduling link below to schedule a time because I don't know about you. I can't answer my phone now eight hours a day. I just can't. Like people have nope. to schedule times. So maybe lean in to your agency management system or your, um, your, I don't know if, if you use anything like this, but something that's been really helpful is like an answering service, something that actually answers your phone and directs traffic. Um, lean into your systems. They're not your weakness. They're your bestie. And I know I'm going to kind of go against the curve when I say this, but now is not the time to invent the new wheel. Like stay with what you know, perfect your own. But you know, if, if you decide that this is the time that you're going to, everyone's like, Oh my gosh, use this time to do this. Awesome. You probably have no kids. You probably don't have a partner. You probably are Netflix and chilling every day, all day. Good for you. I can't wait to watch you watch. I can't wait to read your book and hear all about it. That doesn't work for me right now is not the time to, um, uh, right now is the time to like perfect myself within my agency, not necessarily 
to try to create a new, you know, octagon wheel. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's part of taking things into everything as a season. This just isn't that season. And it doesn't mean it won't happen. And people will sit back and they go, oh, well, you know, if I shouldn't do that, they think it's like a forever commitment or something. It doesn't mean that next month or next year, that's not going to be your time. And we, we had, we had Nikki Henley on, um, kind of, you know, and she literally said at one point, she said, you know, she had come into the whole insurance agency owner space when she was like all about this technology and da, 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 da. And she just had to come back and say, you know what, I just need to do what works for me in this space in this time. Doesn't mean it won't work for me again next year or that I can't re-embrace it at another time. This means this isn't my season for that. And we need to really think through the different seasons of our lives because you're not always going to have kids at home. You're not always going to be, you know, in the fiance stage. You're not always going to be in the newly married stage. You're obviously no longer in the dating stage, right? So everything in life. Thank God for that. That was... (laughs) You're done with that one. <laughs> I do not. I am not like, and you know, this is totally, and I feel like I'm talking to one of my, my girlfriends, but no, I am not somebody who likes to just have like, I, I believe in genuine whole relationships. It's really mm-hmm. hard to have that when you can't like, I'm almost somebody like I can tell right away if I'm going to connect with you. And if I'm not, mm-hmm. I, I check out and it's terrible. I'm the worst person to date ever. I just don't, I'm, it's just not my thing. Um, yeah. But I do think like to, with your talking about seasons and change and all these things, like you said, we're not always going to be here. I do have a question for you though, that I'm super curious about because you kind of got me thinking as we were chatting, um, aside from your website, because I am a diehard like website believer and I believe that everything should end and be all with your website. So we won't talk about that, but aside from your website and your agency management system, what is the passion, I don't want to say pat your most geeky piece of technology that you cannot live without. Ooh, my most geeky piece of technology that I cannot live without. Like, cause everyone gets so like, why you're thinking about that? Like everyone gets these shiny object syndromes and it's like, it's newly released and it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And oh my gosh, we're going to have all these things and it's going to talk to this and then, and it may or may not be. But what is the one thing that you're like, I have to have this? What is it? And that you actually use it. I I know this is going to sound really, I feel like it's going to make me sound very impersonal and that's not it at all. Um, Voice drops, automated voice drops. I know that sounds really, really stupid, but like you said, I cannot be everywhere at all times. And they're like 80 million people that want you to call them personally. And the reason that we're an independent insurance agent and I'm not working for a call center for Geico or whatever, is because I want to get that personal attention. But you know how many voicemails and text messages we send that people just don't respond to, right? So for me, it's the automation of voicemails and text messages. And I'd probably be super like torn if I had to choose between the two. Um, But the ability just, honestly, text message would probably be it because the ability to send off a text message and say, hey, let me know whenever you're ready. That's huge. That's huge. But I think for me, the automated voice drop too, that people can feel like I'm loving on them. Mm-hmm. And I can schedule it out for birthdays or for whatever. And, you know, and I just do it like, hey, this is Teresa. And, and I always say, hey, this is Teresa. And I always say, your independent insurance broker, <clears throat> because I want them to be connected with me, right? Right. So, so I'm like, hey, you know what? This is Teresa. You're your independent insurance broker. And you know what? Today is your birthday. And I'm oh, like, I love it. trip around the sun, you know, and, and I'll do like this little goofy thing. And then I change it up every year, so that, or every six, eight months, a year, whatever. And I pre-schedule them. But you know, you know how many people I have that call and say, you know what, you just made my day because it was a goofy, fun, independent, interesting. It's not just a hello. It is your birthday, you know. Teresa with a weird right. syllable, like a weird syllable exactly. drop in your name. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then, you know, and then the thing is, too, is even like what we talk about right now about this COVID-19 thing, it's a really easy way to be able to get some of this information out as these carriers are doing what they're doing with refunds and things to be able to connect with our people. So um, the fact that I can have an automated voice drop, the fact that I can go ahead and schedule some of those things out it is just, it's fire for me because having been in this business for 18 years, the whole hello, 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 pick up your phone, pick up your yeah. phone. 
And then yep. people call back when you're in the middle of a conversation with somebody else. And half the time, if they just would have listened to their voicemail or read a text message, they'll know that I was just confirming that they got something or, yeah. you know, and, and it's that it helps to be able to do that personal service a little bit. And 99% of people don't realize it's automated. And I know that sounds really crazy, but they just don't. And I don't know, for some reason, I have found that to be one of the coolest, best things Personally, and the automating text messages, I'm really big on that too. I'm, I'm always afraid of them because that. I'm afraid something's going to go out that's like, hello, you know, I need to talk to you about your quote. They're like, dude, we just hung up like 10 minutes ago. What are you doing texting me this? You know, right, I right. have this fear about that. But besides that, it's the automation of, voice, of the personal aspect of that, of the voicemail and the text messaging. So that would be mine. What, what, what about for you? Well, at first I love that. And I underutilize that because I have the ability to do that. And I do not take advantage nearly as much as I should, especially because, um, like you kind of said, as far as, um, just getting some information out, like not necessarily needing a callback, that's huge. And I don't do that nearly enough. So I'm going to kind of put that in my, uh, my arsenal and I'm going to try to implement that in the next couple of weeks, just to see, just to see what it does for me. Um, I am a nerd with sales tracking. Like it is, I am a number now. And so for me, um, this sounds again, like no, I don't get paid to say this. Like I'm not like marketing for them. I don't even know who they are, but I love like any type of sales. I use pipe drive, but any type of like automated sales, like, um, I believe a uh, better agency has one as well. Um, I just went to better agency like two weeks ago and right. I, I'm liking the number thing. I've been on active campaign and doing some things, yep. but I didn't really build out all the number stuff on the front end of it with the right. whole dashboard thing. And we didn't have all that. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm leaving active campaign because I've got a lot of my automation already there for some things. Correct. And um, sure. I, I make that decision down the road. But one of the things we've done is we're kind of going back old school to be able to just make phone calls to people and say, Hey, can we help you with your insurance? And, um, cause I, I kind of worry, not really worry, but I am, I'm, I have a concern about what's going to happen as we kind of come out of this COVID-19 thing, as sure. far as for the housing industry. And if my main source of, uh, referrals is going to be loan officers, then I want to make sure that if they get into crisis, I don't end up in crisis. Right. So I'm just dusting Correct. off a few old school skills, making some phone calls. So I was like, we're going to go ahead and try out this better agency thing. And I'm loving the whole like dashboard thing that gives me all these numbers in different ways yep. that I really haven't even embraced them. And Nicole, so I could, yeah, you, I could get totally I, nerdy about that. Oh gosh. I, that's oh, like my love language. I love it. That and dry shampoo. Okay. I could go on, I could go on for days. <laughs> shampoo, I love it. And analytics. <laughs> Um, so I use pipe drive, but my thing is, um, so loan officers is my biggest, uh, source of referrals. That is 100%. And we get, we get probably, uh, I would say 90% of our new incoming business is from mortgage, uh, mortgage companies, whether that's a loan officer, whether it's like a processing team, what have you, like, basically if you can just get in and you can do like service the heck out of it and be great, um, you will flourish in there. Cause loan mm -hmm. officers, I, I say this both from like living with one as well as um, having a lot of friends in the industry. They really don't care about insurance until it affects mm -mm. their inability to close. So yep. if you just do the right thing, stay open communication, talk to their clients, they want you to take care of them. You're pretty much going to be an in for that. Um, but yeah, so, but what, every time you get like a, a referral or anything, my biggest like, Thing that excites me is putting it somewhere. So you service it, you get the quote back out, you're talking to the client. Okay, now what? Now what are we doing with it? So you can throw it in and depending on whatever, um, whatever automation you have, you can go to, you know, again, we just talked about a whole bunch of options because we're in essence, as long as you know your own, you're probably going to be successful if you're consistent. Um, but I just throw mine in pipe drive and like make notes. Like I would encourage you if you don't have an automation system that will allow you to actually attach quotes get one because yep. you're a broker and you quote for a bajillion companies. You need to know where you're at. So I just attach the quote in there, make notes, like attach emails, what have you. And then I put it in the bucket that says what to do next. Boom. I would be lost without. I love the visualness of that. Like you talk oh. about put it in the bucket. I love the visualness. And you know, there's some sort of status, stupid, stupid, stupid satisfaction probably going, I'm going to click it here and I'm going to take it and I'm going to drop it there. That is, that's not even, that's not even, I would date. I would see, I don't even like dating. We just talked about, I would date somebody. I, I, I like if they were an, an analytics, like I would date pipe drive. If pipe drive, <laughs> hit me up, 
they hit me up on Instagram and was like, Hey, you want to go out? I'd be like, yes, pipe drive. I would go out with you. It is just so satisfying to see it. And it's also interesting to see why you didn't get something. Was it because mm-hmm. you didn't, most of the time, the reason that people lose business is because of their own, like get out of your own way. I know at least for me, I'm the worst at that. It's like, okay, why didn't I get this policy? Oh, Aaron, I understand why now. They were literally three days in the, you quoted them, you touched base with them, follow up file. That, that doesn't work for me. I'm somebody who has to be in constant communication. So it's interesting to me that it helped me as a business owner, see my own flaws and the team's flaws. So that would probably be my plus. Not only that, you can put it on your mobile phone. You can put it on your mobile phone and it's like, oh my God, I'm a control freak. I can see where I'm at all the time. See, I'd be like everywhere looking at that all the time though. I mean, I'd be like, you know, hold on, let me go to the bathroom real quick. Should I be staying in the bathroom looking at my analytics? (laughs) It's just the, it's just the craziest thing. It's, it's funny how everyone has their own. And if you, you talk to like another insurance agent and ask them, they're going to be like, oh, my VoIP system, I can't do it. It's so interesting to me what lights everyone's fire. And I love it. Like, what you just said to me about um, your your voice drops, that inspires me to want to implement something like that in my agency. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do that because if it lights your fire, maybe it'll light my fire. So, and I love the fact that with all these voice drops and everything, and if you use VoIP, VoIP, I mean you're connecting like multiple things. So I do love that. My head, I was trying to choose from, but I love the fact that they link up. And I this is probably even more than I love the voice drops specifically, but I love the fact that they link up with your CRM systems, your different CRM systems, oh. and you can automate them. It's like the Holy Grail. It's oh. like you just, the heavens just opened up and like, you know, the world just came to a peaceful state of union right there for me. I mean, as soon as I realized that that could be done, it was like, yes. See, I mean, I need to it was into that then too. I need to look into that too, because I run, um, and again, I love AMS 360. Like it's, it's a vertifor product. Everyone's probably like, ew, why? It's very robust. I don't use nearly the amount of tools that it offers. It's way too fancy for me. Right. Um, there are certain things that integrate with it and certain things that, that don't integrate with it. But I want to encourage agents out there that if your systems like don't like you have something that's awesome that connects, let's say for example, I don't, right? It doesn't mean that I can't use it. It just means that I might have an extra step as opposed to you. So don't let that like other agents who are like, I want to be like Teresa, but it doesn't, it doesn't link up. I would say, well, you can still do it. You just have to, you know, maybe figure out a way that you can download it and import it. God only knows. We as insurance agents. You know what? And here's the other thing that we don't have to know at all. There are people out there that will do it for us. So that's Sis, really, yes. really important that, you know, and yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm a lover of technology and I would probably spend way too much time with my head down, trying to figure it out, cussing at somebody, drinking a couple bottles of wine, who knows what I'm actually a Jack and mostly a Jack kind of girl. But anyway, um, I probably go, I am, I love a good glass of wine. Glass, wine's kind of like my girlfriend thing to go do. I'll go out and have wine and I really do enjoy it. But if I'm going to sit down and like really chill, it's going to be with Jack. So yeah. And it's so, and again, like you, you and I segueing here, I am a glass of wine girl for sure. But I got to tell you in the last year, I've definitely gotten on a whiskey train. Mm, good stuff. It's good. I'm trying. Yeah. I, feel, I feel very fancy when I try to drink whiskey. So that, that has to mean something. You have to get the little <laughs> round ice cube too. The little round ice cube that kind of goes in the center of it. It's very, very fancy. They're so awesome. They're so <laughs> awesome. Just so funny. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, we just have to make sure too. And it's going back to that, give yourself some grace thing that whatever you're doing and goes back to, I love your, your meal prep ideas that you said that, you know, you just have to work with them. That doesn't mean you give it up. It just means you find a different way to do it. Right. And that is awesome in the sense that if you can't find the automation or you don't know how to work the automation or you don't have time to work the automation, just bring somebody in, hire somebody, ask for help out there because there's lots of different situations and people and teams that would be able to help us to be able to get it done, whether or not um, they help us to go away for the weekend. I know that there's an automation group that they were all going to go away for the weekend, like kind of when this stuff first started and kind of work on each other's technology together. Or, you know, you can hire somebody to just do it. You know, it kind of depends on what you want. But don't, we don't need to get really bogged down in the details of a lot of that. We just need to figure a way to make it work. And it doesn't mean that if it's different from somebody else's that it's wrong either. So that's probably that give you some grace kind of thing. No, I love, I love that. And it can be all within, um, I am probably like the cheapest business owner of all time. Like I, 
my mentality, and this is, I wish I had some like really sexy reason for doing this at the beginning, but the real truth is, is that I just didn't have any money when I started my agency. So everything was like, okay, if, is this $9 worth it? Is this, um, like, where am I going to get this? this from if I like the service. So keep in mind all the stuff that I'm telling you or that Teresa is like throwing out is that this is extremely affordable stuff. I'm not telling you to like go download the Infusionsoft mega software that's going to cost you a billion dollars. And if that works for your agency, awesome. But I am going to be bold and say, you can have a very successful agency while running on a lean budget it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg like that little Calendly link that I was mentioning previously about scheduling appointments. That is like, I don't even care if you own a business, you as a person, like, dude, just get that. That's awesome. awesome. I know. To schedule, like who doesn't want that? And then you know what, when you and I were talking about this podcast recording, I was like, Oh, I really need to be able to add that on my Calendly. And then as I was in there plugging around on it, I realized it linked up with zoom. So therefore, I don't even have to create the Zoom link because it automatically, if you go on there, and I was like, dude, this is awesome. So, I mean. Stars align. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. It really is. I don't remember. I think it's like 12 bucks a month. I can't, I can't even remember. It's just like a nine. I think I do. I think mine's like 10 bucks a month, I think is what I do. So yeah, it's not very expensive at all. And it's so efficient. And I have clients that are like, this is the coolest thing ever. You just call me when I make an appointment. I'm like, yep, that's the point. You know, and it's so much better. Exactly. I love it. Everything, everything I use, um, the most expensive thing I have in my agency is my website. And I believe that's how it like website CRM. Those are things that are really, those make you efficient and help you run, you know, invest the time and the money in those keep your content fresh. I'm a huge avid. I love blogging. That's a whole other podcast. Um, but like blogging is what changed things in my agency and helped me get um, outside referrals as opposed to just loan officers. But it's also helped me get referral business from mortgage companies because I've been able to teach them how to use it in their um, businesses. And the biggest thing I probably, because I know we're like, I I could talk to you for like a lifetime, but like the biggest (laughs) thing I would probably recommend to yours is specifically females is the number one tool we have in our arsenal is our value and our knowledge. So invest Mm -hmm. in something that you are like fired up and passionate about and go all potatoes in on them. And if you are someone like me who likes to write or read or blog or journal, whatever, take that and figure out how you can become an authority in that space. For example, practice, like you're not going to become a good writer overnight. I have so much work to do. I am the queen of run-on sentences and ridiculously sized paragraphs. (laughs) But once you become an authority in that space, you then can kind of regurgitate it and spit it back out. So Mm -hmm. if you are a female, I mean, you already, like we multitask, we do all these amazing things that we don't give each other or ourselves enough credit for. Take your passion and turn it into something that's going to help others because it's going to come back to you full, 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 full. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's so important as we kind of carve ourselves out there. Well, Erin, you have been amazing and I knew we were <laughs> going to have so much fun. So I have, I have, I've been watching on Instagram. You have a great Instagram presence. You're very, very real, very, very connecting. I know that you have your, your Instagram. Um, remind me of what it's called again, because I don't have it right in front of me. You're your idea, but it is, that was such a crazy, that was such a crazy thing. And like, I don't, I will make a very long story short, but basically I didn't have any Instagram presence. I couldn't quite figure out why. And I decided that I needed to make my Instagram about everybody else in my Tucson community and not about me. So I decided to start a coffee at HQ live Instagram feed. And from the months of October until just end of December, 2019, I had every single day, I had a local Tucson person in business in my agency, um, on live with me. And we just had a flipping blast and in full disclosure, it was the most exhausting and rewarding thing I've done. Um, but now we do it every Friday. It's a little bit more realistic. Um, every Friday at 9am on, if you are curious about following it to kind of get an idea. And I'm one that if I throw an idea out there, it is meant to be taken. Take my idea. Just all I ask is that you make it better. Do it better than I do it. Like do it, do it so great. So that way I can be like, Oh, I can learn from that and take it and make mine better. Um, but if you're curious about following us, our Instagram handle is integrity underscore HQ. 
And the name of the segment is Coffee at HQ, and you can catch us there every Friday at 9. Awesome. Arizona awesome. time. Arizona time. Right. Make sure you, you guys know that it is Arizona time. And if people wanted to reach out to you specifically for help and inspiration, anything like that, how would we go ahead and achieve being able to connect with you in a way that, that you want to be able to be connected with? Well, um, so there's a few different avenues, but if you are one who's out there and you just want to see the window into the, I don't, I won't say, I won't say a bad word on your thing, but if you want to see a window into the <laughs> SHI bleep show, follow me on Instagram. I'm pretty honest on there. Um, as far as like pre being pretty bare, um, and my Instagram handle is Aaron underscore nutting and you can follow me on Instagram there. Or of course you can always just hit me up. Um, you can hit me up in my, uh, email, Aaron at integrity my website shoot schedule an appointment with me like anything anything use that, that, calendly. You. <laughs> use that calendly link i have on there check it out no <laughs> absolutely absolutely well erin thank you so much and everybody this has been the power of women and insurance podcast with the amazing erin Nenny. and we are so blessed to be able to have her today her realness her connection her ability to be able to help us kind of dig deep and be able to be the very best versions that we can be and i'm excited to be on this journey with her as a fellow uh insurance agency owner. So high virtual high five on over there to you, Erin. And I really appreciate you guys. Everybody stay tuned for our next Power Women in Insurance by going ahead and subscribing to the podcast because you don't want to miss a single awesome and amazing Power Woman that we have that we talk to each and every week. Everybody, thanks so much and have a fabulous week.